Episode 15, A Dream of Fire, Chapter 1. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Checkmark English. My name is Mark, your English teacher from Vancouver, Canada. Today's a big day. I'm trying something completely different with my podcast. Something that I've been thinking about for a little while, but never decided on doing it until today. I'm going to read a chapter of an intermediate level short story and then talk about it after. When I was learning Spanish, I read lots of short stories, particularly from author Ollie Richards. He makes lots of short story books in different languages in various difficulty levels. I read five of his short story books in Spanish and thought they were excellent for improving because it felt like I was reading for fun rather than reading to learn. So what I decided to do was email Ollie Richards and ask him if I can read chapters of his book on my podcast and then talk about them. He said yes. So today I'm going to read chapter one of his short story called A Dream of Fire. I'll put links to the Amazon page if you would like to purchase the book. I'll put them in the transcript uh, of this episode at checkmarkenglish.com. However, I will not put the chapter in the transcript. Only my own words and commentary about it will be there. With that said, let's begin with the story. A Dream of Fire Chapter 1 Jen wanted to hit her boyfriend. Thanks to him, everyone sitting at the table was looking at her. She gave Ben a dirty look. He just smiled at her in response. Sarah, Jen's best friend, looked at Jen with a small smile. Jamie, who was Sarah's boyfriend and Ben's best friend, had a look of shock and curiosity on his face. Eric and Lisa were friends with all of them, and they seemed curious too. Why does Ben have to tell everybody about my dreams? Jen thought. Finally, she turned to her friends and said, Yes, it's true. She gave Ben another dirty look and began explaining. I sometimes have dreams about unimportant things, and the dreams come true the next day. It's almost always about six hours after I wake up. It's been happening for as long as I can remember. But it's always just for really stupid little things. Never anything important. Really? Like what? Eric asked. Well, when I was four years old, I had a dream about a spoon falling off a table and making a loud sound on the floor, Jen said. The next day, my father was giving a speech at a party and someone dropped a spoon on the floor. Of course, it made a really loud sound and startled everybody. The dream came true. The group of friends laughed. They were really surprised. Jamie looked at Jen carefully and then said with a smile, but that seems like more of a coincidence than anything. That's what I thought at first, Ben interrupted, speaking quickly with excitement. But then Jen told me about her other dreams, and I started believing. Then I tested her and saw it actually happen. You tested her? Jamie asked. How? A few months back, I waited until she woke up, and I made her tell me the last dream she remembered, Ben said. She told me she had dreamed about someone sneezing 17 times and everyone laughing about it. Then I waited until six hours later, and sure enough, while we were eating lunch, some woman across the room started sneezing. If it had only been a couple of sneezes, I don't think anyone would have noticed. But the woman just kept sneezing and sneezing. So I started counting. 
she sneezed exactly 17 times. When she was done, the whole restaurant started laughing. It was so funny. Yeah, and the poor woman was so embarrassed that she got up and left the restaurant, Jen said, hitting Ben on the shoulder. Oh, stop it, Ben said. I think it's amazing. I like to tell people about it. It's not a party trick, Ben, Jen said. You know, I don't like to talk about it with anybody. People hear about it and they think I'm weird. I don't think it's weird, Lisa said. I think it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, me too, Eric said. Me too, Sarah said shyly, smiling at Jen. I've always wanted to be able to do that. Have your dreams ever not come true? Lisa asked. All the time, Jen said. The really scary ones never come true. Or anytime I dream about something really big happening, like winning the lottery or something, the only dreams that come true are the unimportant ones. It's really annoying, honestly. There was a long pause as everyone thought about what Jen had said. Then Jamie spoke up. But couldn't you use it to predict the future or something? He asked. Jen shook her head before anyone could say anything. It doesn't work like that, she said. I never know if a dream is going to come true until right before it happens. But how do you know these dreams come true after six hours? Jamie asked. When I was 10, I started keeping a journal, Jen said. I would write about my dreams and then make a note if they came true. I started realizing that they came true about the same time of day. When I did the math, I realized it was six hours. Well, six hours, 17 minutes, and 29 seconds, to be exact. Wait, Ben said. You never told me that. You know exactly how long it takes for a dream to come true? I thought I did when I was 10, Jen said. But that was a long time ago, and it wasn't really a scientific experiment or anything. The group laughed again. Jamie looked at Jen with a smile. So there's no real way to tell the future? He asked. Nope, Jen said. Sometimes something will trigger a memory from a dream. That tells me the dream is going to happen. But the most warning I've ever had was about an hour ahead of time, and that only happened once. Most of the time, I just get a funny feeling about five minutes before it happens. Then I just kind of sit and wait for it to happen. Like I said, it's a bit annoying. I can't really control anything about it. The silence returned, and Jen smiled at the looks on her friends' faces. She knew they would be watching her from now on to see if her unusual ability would show itself. Ben meant well, but he didn't understand. It really made her uncomfortable to have people watching her and wondering about her dream thing. It was just weird. The dinner party broke up shortly after that and everyone went home. Ben usually stayed later after a party to talk, but he couldn't that night. He had to work early the next morning and his job site was on the other side of town. He was an electrician, and he'd recently been hired to work in a new office building on the north side of the city. Jen was really proud of Ben, and she was excited about how their relationship was developing. They had been dating for over a year now, and she had fallen deeply in love with him. She was certain he felt the same for her. That night, as she got ready for bed, she thought about how amazing it would be to have Ben as a husband. As she fell asleep, she quietly hoped that the special moment 
when Ben proposed would come soon. Okay, that's the end of chapter one. On my website at checkmarkenglish.com, in the transcript page, I'll have a little quiz for you guys, so make sure to check it out. Now back to the story. In this chapter, we get introduced to the characters of the story, including Jen, who says that things that happen in her dreams happen in real life six hours after waking up. Her and her friends are at a dinner party, and her boyfriend Ben tells everybody about Jen's ability to predict events through her dreams. Jen is embarrassed about it and reluctantly or resistantly explains her experiences with the group. Her friends are very amused or intrigued, but she explained that it only works for events that are not significant or important. She said nothing meaningful or important has happened in her dreams that happened in real life. The chapter ends with Jen thinking about her relationship with her boyfriend Ben and hopes for a future together. She thinks about him proposing to her before falling asleep. Proposing means to ask somebody to marry you. I really like how this chapter is written because it shows English being used in a natural way through conversations and descriptions. For example, at the beginning, it says Jen gave Ben a dirty look, meaning she looked at him with a face that expresses anger or disapproval. Not only is the structure useful for learning English for intermediate learners, the story keeps you engaged or focused because it's entertaining. When I read this story in Spanish for the first time, I thought it was so interesting and I wanted to keep reading. I want to now talk a little bit about dreams and dreaming. Dreams are a very interesting and complex topic. There are lots of studies done on dreaming, but a lot of it remains or continues to be a mystery. For me personally, when I dream, it's really enjoyable. Sometimes they are so enjoyable that when I wake up, I wish I could fall back asleep to continue the dream. But there are other times that I'm glad the dream is over because it was scary. These types of dreams are called nightmares. People usually wake up sweating after having nightmares. In this story, Jen says that what happens in her dreams ends up happening in real life. When people are able to do this, in English we say they can tell the future. There are countless movies, books, and TV shows about somebody who can tell the future in one way or another. People have been talking about and wondering if it's possible to tell the future for ages or a very, very long time, and many people believe that dreams have that power. Many people and cultures believe that dreams have significance and meaning. For example, in some cultures, dreams are believed to be messages from the spiritual world, telling you something that you need to know. Psychologists and therapists like to analyze or examine dreams to help understand their, their client's subconscious thoughts and emotions. Subconscious means something that you are not aware of, but has an impact on your actions and feelings. In this example, Maybe a psychologist thinks you are having dreams because of something that is bothering you, but you are not actively thinking about. In ancient Egypt, dreams were considered very important and seen as messages sent from the gods. People searched for guidance by understanding these messages. The dream interpreters of ancient Egypt were often priests who had special knowledge that helped people make sense of their dreams. These priests were believed to have a connection 
to the spiritual world and possessed or had the skills to understand the strange nature of dreams. This is why when somebody experienced a significant or vivid dream, they would find a dream interpreter to see if they could find any hidden meaning from them. For ancient Egyptians, dreams also played a role in decision-making for leaders and rulers. Leaders would sometimes talk to dream interpreters about their dreams, and their analysis would influence important decisions they had to make. As you can see, it's a fascinating topic that intrigues or interests all sorts of people and different cultures. This is why I believe this story starts off strong and captures the reader's attention. I will go over chapter 2 of this book in another episode, so make sure to follow me on Instagram to see when I upload the next episode. Remember to check out the transcript page of my website at checkmarkenglish.com to take the quiz I made for this episode. It's a fun way to make sure you are improving and understanding some of the things we talked about or that happened in the story. Thanks again for hanging out with me for another episode. Let me know what you thought of this format and if you would like me to continue it. I'm trying out some new things to see what is the most effective and useful to you guys. And please remember to leave me a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to this. Thanks again and have a great week.